What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by Josh Primo. What's up, bitches? This week, we return to review The Equalizer 2. Last week, we reviewed the first movie of the series, and we both really liked it. I think Josh liked it more than I did, uh, but we decided to, on a whim, just go back and watch the uh, the second one as well. I've seen it previously. Josh has not. So I am uh, I'm interested to hear if if he has the same feelings about this movie as he did the first one. And also, I'm ready to talk about if if it holds up better than what I originally thought it did or or not. But this is Surfing the Stream. And like I mentioned a minute ago, we talk about movies every single week. We review them. And uh, a lot of the times it's Patreon that requests said movie reviews. So if you are interested in requesting a movie for us to review each every and every week, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two supports at any of those tiers, any access to our discord, which is where all the shenanigans happens. So, so yeah, we would love for you to, uh, to go there. Patreon.com slash two game. Uh, after this week, we are going to return to The Sopranos with season four. Uh, it's been a couple of months, a few months since we've jumped into The Sopranos. So we will be going back into that series uh, for season four. But uh, that's enough of that bullshit. Let's jump into The Equalizer 2. Robert McCall serves an unflinching justice for the, explo- the exploited and oppressed, but how far will he go when that is someone he loves? Now, I don't want to give away anything for the movie or anything like that, but I don't know if that question's ever asked in this episode or answered. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, no. No, not at all. <laughs> how far will he go? I don't think that's ever really, yeah, that, that question is never really posed in the, in the movie, but whatever. Uh, look, I just write down the plots. I don't ever fucking make it myself. Uh, director is Antoine Farquhar, Fuqua. Uh, the same director from last week, Emancipation, The Guilty, Infinite, Brooklyn's Finest, The Magnificent Seven, Southpaw, Olympus Has Fallen, uh, Shooter, The, the Call, uh, King Arthur, Training Day, and Tears of the Sun. This movie had a budget of $62 million, and it grossed 190.4. It stars Denzel Washington, Pedro Pascal, uh, and Ashton Sanders. It has a runtime of two hours and one minute, and it was released July 20th, 2018. Do you have any fun facts for the uh, for the class there, sir? Uh, yeah, that really wasn't any good ones, man. It was just like uh, whenever uh, somebody... Give you a rating on Lyft, you don't get to see who the individual was. So <laughs> that was the goof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after 55 film and TV credits, this was Denzel's first sequel. Uh, two security guards were injured during a shooting, which took place during production. And the uh, this was the most interesting one out of the uh, out of the bunch that I saw. The harpoon rifle that McCall uses to kill Kovac. Uh, in the final battle, is the same one used to fire the barrels at the great white shark in Jaws. That was the, the most interesting fact that I could find. I mean, that's pretty good, though. I know, right? I find him occasionally. 
And you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. What? <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying to find a nut, man. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, dog. I feel you. <laughs> so, what did you think of the Equalizer Two, sir? It is definitely not better than one. Nowhere close to it. Uh, it feels like this is a totally separate movie that just takes stuff from the first one. I find the storyline it has a bunch of holes in it the plot itself has holes in it and i don't think they really give us what we wanted from equalizer to the sequel i think they attempted to but i mean everything was pretty predictable to me but denzel washington's acting was spot on so i mean i still didn't like hate it hate it but it is definitely not Pure quality for him. Uh, I agree. I agree, actually. I think it is a step below the first movie. Denzel, I mean, we'll talk about it in just a minute, but he has one of my favorite scenes of any Denzel movie ever with his acting. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, but overall, you know, it's weird because at, at points of this movie, I think that is better than anything that happened in the first movie. There are several moments during this movie that I, that I felt like that. But when you look at it as a whole, this movie is definitely not as good. And then, like you said, the the villain, the, the ending, all that shit is predictable. And I don't understand the whole Hurricane B plot that they weaved in there. That was kind of stupid, in my opinion. And it kind of made it a CGI fest towards the end, which really took me out of the whole movie to begin with. And honestly, that's... That, when the third act starts, when he finds out that uh, Pedro Pascal's character is the villain, to me, that's where the movie just took a nosedive. Like, it, I think if they would have made a stronger ending, you could probably make the case that this was a better movie than the first one. But that whole ending was just flat out terrible. Flat out terrible. I hated the ending. Um, I, I do think the action choreography in this movie is better than the first one. But the overall story... At times, it feels more cohesive, which, you know, I think they fixed some things that we had complaints with with the first one. But when it comes down to it and the movie does, like I said, the movie feels a little bit more cohesive uh, plot wise because it feels like it's all angled towards one actual, I guess, subject plot. Whereas the first one had like he was doing like 500 different things at once. So I do feel like it's a little bit more consistent this time around, but even so, it's not that interesting when it's all said and done, but we can dive all into that in, in just a minute. I want to dive into my favorite Denzel scene, one of my favorite Denzel scenes, and that is when he goes to the uh, to the, the drug hangout, the, the hood hangout, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, the ghetto? No, I mean, it's in a building. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll use that word. Okay? It's a project. It's a project. It's a project house. <laughs> uh, hang out. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it would be their crib, sir. <laughs> crib. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our lair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our domicile. <laughs> but when he has that little talk with him outside of the uh, the elevators, and he's calling him, uh, what does he call him? Like, come on, yummy, shoot me, shoot me, yummy. That whole scene, dude. I think that is some of the best Denzel acting that he's ever done. Like, I fucking loved that scene. 
I could not agree more. I thought that was probably the most powerful scene in all of that movie. And to come to think of it, it's probably one of his best in all. And I, I really think he did some of his best work in John Q. Yes. But I, that damn scene right there, man, ranks up to the top because it, it was a hard. You could take it and, you know, kind of put yourself in that shoe on anything, really. And it, it just it was very well done. So good. And it, it, there's something about Denzel. You know, he, he, he does it in, in several movies, especially in like Training Day, where he he just threatens somebody to shoot him. <laughs> I feel like he does that in multiple <laughs> movies. Yeah. Typically, they're really great scenes. Like that dude can act his ass off when he's trying to get someone to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, man. He, he He can definitely throw down when it comes to something that needs to come across as serious and... Uh, I don't like somebody like you would be passionate about it and you're trying to get somebody to to sway your way. I, I think he really. He was he was well very believable. Scenes. He was believable. Yes. Like that, that didn't like acting to me. That looked like something that was fucking just someone filmed it <laughs> fucking happening as it was as it was going on. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of Denzel's uh, speech that he gave to a college graduate. I want to say I have. I've watched it on YouTube, and it's a very powerful message that he sends out, but it feels like he was as passionate in that scene as he was talking to those college graduates. Such a damn good actor. Such a good actor. He is, man. He is. We need need to review more Denzel movies. E.W. Dick Rider. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really surprised we've, we've only reviewed like a handful of his movies. I know. He's probably my favorite actor. Fuck, we haven't even done Training Day, dog, and that's probably his best movie. Next to uh, no, we have. Did we? We didn't review Training Day. Yes, we did. No, the fuck, we didn't. Yes, we did. I remember watching it for it because I'd never seen it. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and look on that one. I, 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 look, right. I, I, re- I remember all 260 reviews that we've done in my head. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I. I'm, uh, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, hard pass on that, sir. I, I don't think we have. I think you. I think I made you watch it. Anyway, well, it's, it's not like my memory's good enough to be like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> Episode I mean, thirty-five. <laughs> I mean, you are your dad's son, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> right? Hey, hey, I'm not pointing fingers. <laughs> he's he's fucking listening to this right now, and he's like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Come on. I <laughs> know. Uh, uh, like, uh, remember the Titans? I mean, that's probably his. I, I, I don't know. That's probably Train Day in that movie are probably my favorites of his. But like, Out of Time, and then uh, Taking a Pelham One, Two, Three, all those other little, little uh, action movies that he does. Yeah, do we need to fucking do some of those movies? Yeah, no shit. We always watching stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I, you I know, it's more. funny that you say that because, uh. Last week after we got done with our review, I totally went and watched. Uh, oh, what the fuck was the football mini? The movie he was in. Uh, Remember the Titans. Yeah, that's it. I always want to call it Coach Carter, but I know that's not it. <laughs> no, that's the basketball movie. 
It's pretty much the same. <laughs> it's not the same as a different sport. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one thing that I did want to kind of touch base on on this episode and kind of bring it back to our first review for the for the first movie. You know, one of our biggest complaints was, you know, that whole movie kind of started off on him kind of taking that relationship with that girl. And then she gets beat. And then he starts going fucking ham on all the, the mafia of Russia, right? So we yeah. said they didn't really do that relationship justice. And that was like the, one of the weakest parts of the movie. So we also have another relationship in this movie, except it's with a uh, a young man. He's in, I guess, like college or some shit like that, like high school. I, I don't know. Uh, some special school. And I do believe that they did better this time around with that relationship. It, it felt more consistent. It was more, it was throughout the entire movie that it happened. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think them bringing him into the end of the movie may have been a little too much, but I, I do believe they did. They did that, that relationship a, a lot better this time around than they did the first movie. What do you think? Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, just that whole scene when he walked into the house and he was like, oh, cool. You got something cooking over there. And it was a duck. And he's like, hey, motherfucker, this ain't your house. This ain't your pot. <laughs> Dude straight up smacked his hand. <laughs> yeah, and it, it just felt like that relationship, you know, just grew over time. And then you finally get to the, uh, what do we decide to call it? Uh, the, the crib. The crib. <laughs> <laughs> And then you see it, it you Domicile. see. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my domicile, dog. <laughs> Leave right now, town Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, you're, you're there and you see that whole relationship just uh, complete itself almost, I guess. And and I think they could have left out that kid from any other part of the the movie because uh, I think that whole character relationship completely came to like an end. Yeah, and you know then, after after that point, you know even if they want to do the shit with him being like hidden inside the the apartment and whatnot, I'm fine with that. It added some tension, although. I think that whole scene and setup was not very good. I think, yeah, there was some tension there, but I don't know, man. It, the whole scene just felt off. I, I think it was his acting, the the kids acting, that really kind of turned me off of that scene. Uh, it, it was just too much. Like, you, like there's a fine line between overacting and underacting, and he definitely overacted. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it made him look like too much like a bitch. <laughs> <That's> Damn, <laughs> dude, just saying, I'm saying he's a bitch. <laughs> oh, uh, dang, man, that dude, oh, I'm so scared. He's looking in the mirror, and dude's like, "Bruh, chill the fuck out." <laughs> How, you was meant to be a gangster five minutes ago, but now you're scared of the dark. <laughs> I have dude That's acting like I'm a saying. seven. I said, uh, "Dude acting like a seven year old girl with an imagination." <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
oh, fuck you. You called him a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but did I? <laughs> yeah, he kind of did. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, the whole movie was just very inconsistent for me. And there's at times the. Like I said, the action was definitely better this time around, especially like that car chase scene where the dude's in the back seat trying to kill Denzel. I thought that was pretty cool uh, little car chase scene. It was not really a car chase, but they're speeding in a car. Uh, so I think that scene was pretty cool. But once it hits the third act, or excuse me, when it hits, the third act to me starts when they figure out that the villain is Pedro Pascal's character. And f- first off, you can see that shit from a fucking mile away. That was one of the most predictable things I've ever seen in my life. When I can predict the movie, yeah. when when Matthew Primo can predict the movie, guys, your shit was predictable. <laughs> because typically I just turn my brain off and just let the shit unfold. No, 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 no. You, you, they put so many clues out there that they, that Pedro Pascal was the, the villain of the movie. You should have kept that a little bit closer that- to the vest. Uh, yeah, some told me as soon as they met in the park, I was like, oh, <laughs> he did it. Well, even when he's in the house, not even in the house, there, maybe it is the park. Because Pedro Pascal has a little look to him when he, when uh, Denzel's talking about uh, looking for some more information. He has like the guilty look or a suspicious look to him. And I'm like, oh, dude, you're like, the, you're the fucking bad guy. Straight up. Oh, yeah, you totally. He totally knew it when he was like, hey, you know, go run this check. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> We're going to find this guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but one thing that I thought was interesting about that start of the third act. So typically in any kind of like action movie or whatever, the the villain captures somebody that the protagonist loves. Right, he kidnaps him, and the protagonist has to go save the day and stop the villain from killing his his love or whatever the fuck. Right, this was the opposite. This was the opposite. Denzel goes with the villain's family, and then the villain has to chase him. Now, granted, Denzel didn't do anything with the family, so that that's probably null and void at that point. But still, I thought that was an interesting little little switch there. I don't know if they did it on purpose or not. I mean, I think it was the way just to end that scene without him getting into a fight. <laughs> he was like, do... I'm going to go with your family. Bitch <laughs> <laughs> me later, bitches. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you for inviting me into your domicile. <laughs> <laughs> domicile. <laughs> I'm going to laugh about that shit all day. <laughs> One thing that I... It kind of hit a nerve of me, like really just grinded my gears and chapped my khakis in this fucking movie. And I feel like we need to talk about this. Why the fuck do they put foreign languages in a movie with no subtitles? Dude, that aggravates the fuck out of me. <laughs> like, like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't speak Russian. What the fuck are they saying? Or whatever, whatever language they're speaking. It, it ranks up there with bad accents with me. Oh, yes. yeah, but, yeah, oh, man, I'm like, well, how the fuck is that even a line in the movie? If I, I can't even, they don't even caption it. I think it said uh, Russian or something. It wasn't yes. even, I was like, 
bro, really? Yeah, the the subtitle literally just says like speaking in Russian or speaking in French, whatever the whatever. I, I don't even remember what it was. I think it's it was probably French, but yeah, speaking in French. All right, can we like? Can I get those words, dog? <laughs> Never. Yeah, you know that. Oh, that aggravated. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It, it and, takes and that you out of the movie quite a lot. I don't. I don't understand because, it. Yeah, because you're like, what? What did I miss? Because, I mean, did I mean, did they actually say anything, or did they just make it sound like Johnny English over there? <laughs> so, I will. I will say this: the only time that I think it is appropriate to say shit without us being able to read it or know what they're saying is if we are kind of doing a like we're following a protagonist and we're supposed to be finding things out as they find out like you could probably do that a lot in horror movies or when they get kidnapped or whatever and or let's say they arrive on this this vacation spot and people are talking about them going to this one spot and he's like what'd you say something like that you know then I'm okay with them not giving us those details about what they're saying because we're kind of following a protagonist. But the we don't. Just, this is not a horror movie. There's no suspense here. Just fucking give me what they're saying. I concur, motherfuckers. <laughs> right, bitches. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I think I might have liked this movie more. If they had just rewrote that ending, man, that that from the time they got to the island, it's just, it, it, I lost it. I was like, oh, I can't wait for this movie to get over with. I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, you know what's also funny about that ending? Or okay, let's just let's just cap this episode. Let's talk about the ending and how much we hated it and shit like that. Okay. So a couple things about the ending. One. Why include a hurricane in this shit whatsoever? Like, that makes no sense. It didn't add anything. It didn't add any extra drama or any tension. It was just you were running around in the rain or the wind. That's literally all you were doing. And so they're up for around D.C. So, you know, I'm assuming they're going to the Jersey Coast or something. Really? Like, how often do they get a hurricane? Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got one one fucking cop closes the whole island off. Poor dude gets shot. <laughs> yeah, no shit. He's like, hey, and they're like, pap, pap. <laughs> <laughs> how do they go? <laughs> one time. <laughs> <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a dick. <laughs> and then why why the fuck was there just like a uh a, a fucking tower? Was that like where Paul Revere fucking stayed at to let everybody know the fucking British were coming? <laughs> the British are coming, the British are coming. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> One time. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. Take take out just, look look. Just redo the entire third act. Just the entire third act, just redo it because, like you said, the the minute it starts, I'm like, oh, I'm like significantly less interested in this movie because they kind of set up this whole almost kind of like a James Bond esque type story from the very beginning with him trying to find the or not even James Bond, more like I guess more like like Jack Reacher or a uh, 
a uh, Jack Ryan type of movie where it's a conspiracy theory or some shit like that, right? And I think if they would have leaned into that a little bit more, this movie probably would have been a little bit better. It would have been completely different than the first movie, but it, at least it would have been better, you know? But then yeah, they go with that. Yeah. They, they go with this hurricane shit, and it's like, what is this adding other than terrible CGI? No, it was terrible CGI. I think they were shooting for tension, but yeah, they, they shot blinks. <laughs> shot blinks. <laughs> That's pretty good, dog. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just saying. So he, he walks into the bakery, cuts cuts the sugar, is what I'm assuming it is. And there's like 90 mile an hour wind, but yet they still have electricity for the fans. Maybe the wind was blowing the fans. Hmm. The fucking silence. Me, I don't think so. <laughs> the, si- <laughs> the silence is like, oh fuck, that is a good idea, but I'm I'm not gonna give him this one. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think those were fans were positioned in uh in the right area for for that. And <laughs> and if we'd have we'd recorded this right after I watched the movie, I'd have been like, nah, bitch, he touched the button. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. When, when we started review, we're recording this. I was like, bro, when the fuck did I watch this? <laughs> it wasn't like the last three days. Did I watch this last week? <laughs> did uh, I watch it's it? A long, it's been a long fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and damn, I can't even remember when I watched the damn movie. Hell, I felt like I fucking uh, hit Thursday three times this week. God, I, I hate that you're right about that. I hate that yeah. you're right about that. All right. The last thing that I want to say about the movie that I really hated I think the movie's about 15, maybe 20 minutes too long. I but agree. I, I'll, go with, I'll go with 15 minutes because one thing that I feel like they could have shaved off of this was the shit with the old man, the painting, and his damn sister. Like, did anybody care about that C plot to this movie? Did you care about it? No, you know. <laughs> Now that you mentioned it, that was a weird ass fucking back plot that they were just working on. Yeah, I, I don't like, bruh. Why? Why are we spending time on this? It, look, I get it. There, they were probably going for the whole McCall doing like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man bullshit, where he's just helping the little man out, find his sister and the painting, and yada yada yada. But come on, guys, this isn't a Spider-Man movie. This is a fucking espionage thriller, fucking action movie okay let's get to the action let's stop talking about this old man and his sister that he hasn't seen in fucking years nobody cares nobody cares no and you know it was so forgettable that i had to sit there and think of who to what the fuck he was talking about i was like and then did this guy watch a different movie <laughs> but then it, it dawned on me i was like yeah that is that is kind of a stupid idea but yeah we spent like 10 minutes at least 10 minutes just talking about that stuff scenes with that stuff and then the movie ends with him finding his sister and it's like, oh, okay. Did we? Did we? Did I really care about this at the beginning of the movie to for you to to complete this? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. But you know, even with all the problems this movie has, I still want to like it because of the front part of the movie. Just the front part. It's good. Maybe the first two thirds of the movie. Pretty good, dog. Pretty good. And I probably would have never never watched this movie if it wasn't for Denzel in it. Um, yeah, yeah. Like if it was just a 
run-of-the-mill action movie, I would probably say, yeah, I'm good. Hard pass. Denzel definitely, I mean, obviously he carried the entire movie because he's like the only good actor in the movie. That's a little harsh. Pedro Pascal is a good actor. He's, you know, he he plays Joel in The Last of Us. I thought that dude looked familiar. I was like, what the fuck? So, yeah, I'd say he is, he is quality acting. I guess he just had a shitty character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. There, there was no development of that character whatsoever in this movie. That's for sure. They, they couldn't even develop a twist. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> oh, I like twist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, man, I came into this movie thinking, eh, it's like a little step below the first movie, maybe. And I was gonna give it like a 3.5. But I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, you you fucking talked me off the edge and I, I kind of don't like the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's that ending, man. That ending is what does it because I was like, no, it's not as good as it. And then as the first, but then we get to the the last part of it. And I'm like, wow, this is really fucking bad. Yeah, I'm going to drop it down from a 3.5. I don't know, man. Is Is there a Denzel movie that is less than a three? I'm trying to think. Would I be just too harsh to give it less than a three? I'm going to give it a three. 2.5 for the entire movie. Half an extra star for the scene in the domicile with Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I was going to go 2.5, but I'll, I'll go ahead and bump up there because, uh, you know, us DW's got to stick together. <laughs> us, DW's. <laughs> us DWR's got to stick together. <laughs> Be DWDR. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. This <laughs> guy's writing it out on his piece of paper to make sure I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, guys, I'm going to give it a three stars. Uh, like I said, two and a half for the entire movie, half star for that one scene because it was that damn good. And uh, yeah, that's going to be it from us. Next week, we return back to The Sopranos unless we decide <laughs> last second to change things up. But probably not. We We definitely need to finish up The Sopranos. Uh, so season four, episodes one, two, and three. Go ahead and check those episodes out and get ready for uh get ready for our episode. This is kind of like a fucking book club. You ever thought about that? No. Do you do you know what a book club is? <laughs> You're so fucking funny. <laughs> 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 what's even more fucked up is that all that's all i had <laughs> this, this, this guy is like that's so fucked up that you even asked me that of course i don't <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna take, you're gonna, <laughs> he's gonna text me after the game after the uh episode dude you totally threw me under the bus on that one <laughs> I wouldn't mind so much if I had a fucking butter comeback then. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck! You, you know you've been got. I can't. I'm like, I'm gonna turn this around on him, but I don't have nowhere to go. <laughs> Dude, you told you took that one on the chin. <laughs> it, was, it was like one of those where someone says something to you. Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> Sticks and stones, bitch. 
<laughs> your mom. <laughs> your mom goes to college. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. I don't know why I do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, guys, that is going to be it from us. We appreciate y'all joining us and listening to us talk shit about this movie and talk shit to each other uh, for 30 minutes. And we appreciate the support. We will catch y'all next week on another episode. Laters. Laters.